The Hill Talks, a podcast by The Hill Talk. Hello, hello. I'm Juan Ben Jr., your host, bringing you three stories you need to know. Coming from the nation's oldest black collegiate newspaper. This week, Biden cancels $1.2 billion in student loan debt, alternative spring break smashes a record and turns 30, and Hill Talks chats with HU students for justice in Palestine about the organization's plea to the university. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, Natalia, could you just go ahead and read the email? Congratulations. All or a portion of your federal student loans will be forgiven because you qualify for early loan forgiveness under my administration's SAVE plan. And how much money are we talking about here in terms of how much debt was wiped? $1.2 billion. Over 150,000 people will go into March with a clean slate after the Biden-Harris administration announced this week the early cancellation of student loan debt accrued by borrowers enrolled in the Savings on a Valuable Education or Save Repayment Plan. The email you just heard was what they all got in their inbox. Here to talk to me about the plan and what this all means is Natalia Wilson, news and politics reporter at The Hilltop. Hello, Natalia. Hi, Juan. Happy to be here. All right. So just tell me about this plan. The SAVE plan is Biden's Improved Income-Driven Student Loan Payment Plan. What this means is that monthly student loan payments are based on the borrower's earnings and can be as low as $0. According to senior administration officials, the SAVE plan is one of the most affordable repayment plans and is especially designed for low-income borrowers and borrowers with higher amounts of debt, who would otherwise be extremely burdened by student loan payments. Who is eligible for this relief? The Biden-Harris administration declared that this round of student debt cancellation will be for borrowers who are enrolled in the SAVE plan, have been in repayment for at least 10 years, and who have taken out $12,000 or less in student loans. For every additional $1,000 initially borrowed, borrowers will receive relief after an additional year of payments. When I attended a recent White House briefing on the matter, a senior administration official informed me how it will uniquely impact Black borrowers which of course, due to socioeconomic barriers, have higher student loans and take longer to repay them. Here's what he had to say. You know, it's true that black borrowers are more likely to borrow. They borrow larger amounts and they typically struggle to repay. Making the student loan programs more fair is an important step toward addressing inequities and opportunities by race in our country. The Biden-Harris administration certainly thinks that this plan is a part of that effort. Now, this debt relief, of course, only applies to borrowers who have been working to repay their loans for a decade. It doesn't include current students with loans or anyone who's been repaying their loans for less than 10 years. You talk to some students who believe the Biden-Harris administration could be doing more to cancel student loan debt. It's an election year. What more do people want to see from the president? Biden ran on the campaign promise that he would cancel student debt, which is a promise he kept for some borrowers. Desmond Rozier, a junior political science major that I spoke to, told me he wants to see the Biden-Harris administration be loud and bold about the changes that they're making regarding student debt cancellation. Overall, students and young voters want to see change, and they want to see it now. Now, the U.S. Department of Education says it's going to start emailing borrowers who may be eligible for forgiveness but are not yet a part of the program, urging them to join and get relief. Natalia, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. When Alternative Spring Break was founded on March 4, 1994, 
The organization started with only 12 members. This weekend, students will embark on a journey of service for the 30th year in a row. The number of applicants broke the record with 2,100 wanting to participate. Joy Young, a campus reporter and dear friend at the pod, is here to talk with me about the week when Howard students leave campus to make a positive impact on communities around the world. Joy, welcome to the Hilltalks. Thank you so much for having me once again. Of course. So for those who don't know or haven't gotten the chance to participate in ASB, could you just explain exactly what it is? Yeah, sure. So um, ASB is an opportunity for Howard students to be able to travel nationally and internationally in order to do some hands-on community service. They'll do mentoring, food drives, and things of that nature. It's of no cost to the students at all. All they do is they go through a blind process. So they just say, hey, I'm interested. They fill up an application. And then a couple of days later, they'll receive an email with their assignment. What are some of the places students have traveled to before? Pretty much everywhere. They've gone to Ghana. They went to Memphis, Tennessee. They went to Puerto Rico. They went to New Orleans, El Paso, Detroit. They even have served here in the district. So it's kind of limitless. The locations change every year depending on what is kind of going on in the areas. And they kind of collaborate with people in the area to see what the area needs. Now, how have students said that being a part of ASB has impacted them? For the most part, everybody seems to be really touched by this experience. Not only do they get the chance to kind of see other issues that people are facing that's not in Washington, D.C., but they've also had great connections with each other, both at Howard and, you know, the people on the ground made great relationships and really have learned about themselves and the impact that community service has on other people. 30 years, that's 30 years of service. What does it mean for a tradition like this to have lasted that long? I think it just shows the strength and importance of what ASB is doing. The co-executive director of ASB, Deshaun Jones, he was talking about how every year their applications have kind of risen because everybody kind of wants to be able to say that they protected and served as Howard students do. It just shows how well they've been doing. And that's 2,100 students, again, a record-breaking number that want to have an impact and leave an impact. So, Joy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This week at the Hilltop, we published a letter to the editor sent in by Howard's chapter of the Students for Justice in Palestine. Co-signed by a dozen student organizations, the letter was directed to the University Center for Career and Professional Success, President Ben Vincent III, and the Board of Trustees, demanding that they, quote, omit companies profiting from Israel's war on Gaza, end quote, from this week's two career fairs. I'm sitting down with Bria Miller, head of the Action Committee for SJP. Bria, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Super excited. So as of this recording, it's 5.17 p.m. on Wednesday, February 28th. Both the School of Business and the university-wide career fairs have taken place. You all wrote that you have faith that Howard will, quote, decide to uphold its proclaimed commitment to truth and service by immediately barring the listed companies from our career fairs, end quote. Did that happen yesterday and today? Short answer is no, that did not happen. 
There were a number of companies that were still in attendance at the career fair, just to name a few, Acom, Lockheed Martin, Bank of America, IBM. There were maybe a few that we didn't see, but we don't know why they didn't show up. Um, SAP also never got a response from the Center for Career Services. When we sent them our letter ahead of time requesting that these companies be admitted, they were given a week's notice and we never got a response. So why those few other companies didn't show, we don't know, but there were definitely a number um, that were still in attendance. Now, I understand that some folks from the org actually went down there. Can you tell me about what happened? Yeah, so I was there both days, yesterday and today. We began by distributing little, uh, we call them scorecards to students. They were like half a page, kind of like a bingo card. And they just listed each company and what they did. At the top, they had these categories like Zionist, militarist, imperialist, capitalist, and slave labor. And there was a QR code on the back of that that students could scan to see more information. And we were stopped. They said that that was disturbing the career fair and eventually Um, campus police was called on us. Another thing that we did was not only talking to students, but also talking to the recruiters um, of the companies that we were targeting. We had a very amicable approach to both students and recruiters. We had the letter that we published with the Hilltop on hand to give to the recruiters if they wanted to take a look at what we were doing and why we were doing it. Um, All of them refused to take the letter. They said that they can't take it or they can't comment. They can't engage in conversation with us. And after a little bit, we had a student come in with a sign that said, Black excellence does not equal selling out to Zionist companies. And they were forcibly taken out along with students who were just distributing the scorecards to students. Hmm. You mentioned a couple of the companies, Acom, Lockheed Martin, and a few others. I wonder if you can just kind of go through the list a little bit and explain exactly how we are seeing them play a part in what's going on right now in the Middle East. Right. For example, um, Bank of America. We talk about how Bank of America not only um, is involved in what's happening in Palestine, uh, but they also finance private prison companies and also funded Cop City in Atlanta. Cop City is going to have a, what they call a gilly, the Georgia International Law Enforcement Exchange, where Atlanta police will train with Israeli occupation forces. Lockheed Martin, very obvious and very direct example. They manufacture weapon systems that are used by the Israeli military. In your letter, you all state that you, quote, unequivocally oppose attempts by these companies to recruit Howard students, right? We're now nearing five months since that day on October 7th when Hamas first struck Israel, killing 1,200 Israelis. But almost 30,000 Palestinians have been killed as a result of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's brutal retaliation. As a student, why is it important to you that the university takes a stand? I think it's important that the university take a stand. They claim um, truth and service and Black excellence and all these like wonderful flowery words that sound nice, but what are they doing in like in actuality? You are inviting these companies that are destroying Black and Brown communities abroad and here in the United States. That to me does not exemplify um, excellence and truth and service. But more importantly than trying to have the university take a stance. Our main goal was to get the students to have an informed decision about where they want to work. Our focus really at the end of the day was towards the students and not the university. 
Bria, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. Thank you for making the space for uh, me to talk about this. It was great. That's it for this week's episode of The Hill Talks. This episode was written, edited, and produced by me and multimedia reporter Madison Bellow. But none of it would have been possible if it wasn't for the hard work of our reporters and editors at The Hilltop. Special thanks to Natalia and Joy for joining me today. Also sending a huge thank you to Bria for speaking with me. You can find her letter to the editor as well as the other two stories discussed in this week's episode by visiting thehilltoponline.com where we publish stories on everything from news and politics to what's happening in culture every Monday. Follow us on social media at The Hilltop HU. And if you liked our theme music, it was created by Terry Thomas. With that being said, this is where I leave you. Till next time, Bison.